Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we provide the internet with the life hacks they demand. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Jeff. I'm Louisa Heron. We're doing great today. Yeah, I I could never tell if you're doing a dramatic pause or if your call has dropped completely, Louisa. Oh, I'll never tell. It's a mystery. Delicious mystery. Maybe you'll find out by the end of the episode. Jeff is going to run that thing that takes out all of the silences, and then it's just going to sound like I'm an insane person. I don't know, maybe yes. that silence wasn't long enough to get cut. Mm, maybe. I, I rec- like, recently, I several months ago, changed mm. the uh, setting so that it, like, it has to be, like, half a second, and mm, then I think I it only, I think it only cuts it down by half, it doesn't, like, remove it fully. I was listening to an episode recently where I remembered during the recording we had a very funny pause but it is entirely gone in the uh, uh, episode that's up. Ah, whoops. Well, Jeff <laughs> tries to edit out anything that could be funny. You know, this isn't a comedy podcast. We know this, right? Yeah, yeah. This is a very serious exploration of uh, internet culture and its <laughs> mm-hmm. impact mm-hmm. on the human mind. It's a case study of us three and how we are going insane from looking at online. That was yeah. pretty good. You're good at faking stuff real fast, Jeff. <laughs> Thank you. I pride myself in my ability to say random garbage out of my mouth at the drop of a hat. It is very funny when I'm talking to you in person and I can see a moment where your brain has stopped listening to what you're saying. <laughs> if I... And I'm like, aha, uh-huh, yeah, I get, yeah, Jeff, I get it. Stop. No, no. Stop if filibustering I... this conversation. <laughs> if I listen to the things I'm saying, I might uh, realize what they are and stop. <laughs> yeah, you need to be thinking of the next thing, is what you need mm-hmm. to be Uh-huh, yeah. I, I'm talking yeah. at where I'm going, not where I currently am. Always yeah. be selling. <laughs> Always be talking. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> that's the th- that, that's the actor's way. That's what that whole book is, is just always be talking. <laughs> I'm trying to make coffee is for closers, but make it about me being annoying. <laughs> <laughs> the fu- the hardest part about all of this is the fact that that play is already very annoying. Yeah, that's I that that's a play about some guys who talk too much mm-hmm. and are <laughs> the worst people. Yeah, they talk too much, and none of it's funny. No, <laughs> that's the, the message, though, right? If you can talk enough, you can break down someone else's psychological resources and uh, get them to do whatever you want. Yeah, was that? I guess so. Was that Aaron Sorkin? Oh, oh! That's no, David Mamet's the other annoying yeah. guy. Mamet was kind of the Sorkin of his day. Are they both still alive? <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. No, Mamet died, I believe. Uh, nope. No? He's 74 years old, currently huh. alive. Is he still go. writing swear-filled plays? Uh, he's filthy. <laughs> yeah. Is he still yeah. writing Rosencrantz and Guildenstern-filled plays? <laughs> that one of his? I don't think that's what it is. Yeah. Well, we'll never know. It's true. He wrote the screen adaptation for 2001's Hannibal. Mm-hmm. He also wrote the musical Grease. He's written some garbage. The Untouchables uh, 80s movie? Ugh. Mm-hmm. That's a bad movie. Wait, wait, wait. Is that, like is there that was based a on the TV show? Eight? Yeah. No, the other okay. way around. I think oh, the TV yeah. show is based on the movie. Right? No. This is the Elliot Ness one? This is the mm-hmm. Sean Connery as a Chicago gangster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, I was thinking, for some reason, when you said untouchables, un- untouchables. That's yeah, the untouchables. <laughs> those are those that little sandwiches that you get in the freezer. <laughs> no, that was the working title of Matilda, because the the, te- the principal Trunchable couldn't get at her. <laughs> the untrunchables. <laughs> oh, that's a pretty good joke. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm glad you like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was that action movie that had all of the old action stars that are like too old to be doing it? Yeah, that's the mm, one. Yeah. Very good. I, that's what I thought of when you said Untouchables was the Expendables. Yeah. And then I was like, when you said the 80s one, I thought you meant that they had made an Expendable sequel that was set in the 80s, which would have been fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, that would be really cool. They like off the time prequel. travel back. Yep, here's the story of how, you know... Uh, Carl Sagan got so ripped. No, not Carl Sagan. Uh, <laughs> that would be the Carl craziest Weathers. movie of yes. all time. I would I love that movie. The name? No, apparently not. Uh, I met Carl Weathers, who is a ripped gentleman. That's true. Or yeah. was. I mean, he's probably very old now. Well, he was still pretty ripped he, on Arrested Development. Yeah, but that was also twenty years ago. Much. It was not 20 years ago, and yeah, we kind of do. We see his arms, at least. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I, once you get that level of muscular, it kind of lingers with you in in disturbing ways. <laughs> so we all just need to get super ripped, and then there's no more maintenance. It just stays forever, huh? Yeah. Yep, that all was right. my plan. That's why I did, went to the gym <laughs> in college, and now I'm slowly dissolving. <laughs> uh, anyway, he was just on The Mandalorian, and looks fine but you know he's wearing a space costume so no arms is there a male strip show called the man delorean and it's like people dressed in star wars and back to the future costume stripping i I have seen a cosplayer who is dressed as the mandalorian who has made their costume look like it's they like they're a giant transformer delorean person it's very good Huh, that's pretty good. Yeah. I was thinking you were going to say they wear the Boba Fett helmet and then the, like, collar and cuffs of, like, the, um, uh, Chippendales dancers. (laughs) Yeah, gross. (laughs) I do like that they they have the Boba Fett helmet, but the helmet has little gullwing doors on it, like a DeLorean. Oh, (laughs) that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I would would just like to let Louisa know that we are uh, about 15 months out from the 20th anniversary of Arrested Development. Boo! Wait, he wasn't on the first... Go on. Was he? Uh, Yeah, it premiered in 2003. He was not Mm. on the first three seasons. Yeah. Oh, he was in the the reboot. No, no, he was in season two or three. He just wasn't in the first season. Oh, okay. All right. So we've got a couple... (laughs) We've got a couple more years, but then... Then we got a stew going. Then it will. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, good times. Got it. You Matt, didn't see you it. This week? Okay, what did I do this week? That's the important thing. Mm-hmm. And the answer is, I watched two HBO series that are only one season long, and I want to talk about them. Uh, the first one that I watched was the show Minx. Which I have uh, seen. Yes, Jeff, you have not seen? I have not seen. This is the one about the uh, the feminists who start a dong magazine. It's about a woman <laughs> who wants to create a uh, magazine about the rising feminist movement in the 70s, 
uh, and then a man who believes that the best way for her to get that message out is to include it in a Playgirl-style uh, nude men's magazine. A dong magazine, as you say. Yeah, dick mag. We all know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's odd because the the actor who plays the sleaze merchant... Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't remember that actor's name. Is it name. He's David Krumholtz? I think it is David Krumholtz. He's the one who was in Adam's Family Values, right? Shit. No, there's a couple guys who I get very confused between. And it might be the other mm. one. Hmm. Uh, David Krumholtz was the lead elf from the Santa Claus movies. Yes. I think that's him. No, I don't think so. Well, Jake Johnson. It's Hulk. Jake Johnson from The New Girl. Yeah. It, yes. Those are the, oh, is, yes. Those two guys I get confused constantly. They look a lot alike. Um, I think oh, Jake yeah. Johnson is like the handsome version. Well. They look <laughs> so similar that I can't believe that one of them is a handsome version. <laughs> And yet, <clears throat> um, but anyway, he is extremely good on the show. He's very charming, mm-hmm. um, and he does a good job of being sleazy without being like uh, threatening. I guess would be the word. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did enjoy his performance on the show. I felt like there was a lot of good chemistry between the cast, mm-hmm. um, but. But there's something about the show that just uh, makes me uncomfortable. And I think it's the dicks. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I was going to make that joke. <laughs> I know, I had to scoop you. <laughs> um, no, I, I actually think it's great that HBO is putting so many dicks in their shows these days. They, they heard the market crying out for more dicks in shows, and they really they responded. They looked down and whispered, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I actually... Th- Oh, sorry, go on. Oh, no, I was just going to agree with you that I also didn't quite understand what its tone was meant to be. And it seemed to me that the 70s things that were in the show, both plot points and clothes and stuff, just felt like set dressing. Like, it didn't matter that it was set in the 70s in a way. Yes, I agree. I mean, it feels like the only reason it's set in the 70s is because if the internet existed, then none of this would make any sense. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is fair. And, yeah. like, it's it's fun to see uh, good set designers and costume designers put together a period piece, so that's fine, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the, the biggest thing, like you say, the tone, uh, I found it to be simultaneously condescending to feminism and also, like, like artificially putting on a pedestal feminism. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a weird, like... Whatever the opposite of threading a needle is, is what they did. <laughs> yeah, I agree there. <clears throat> like, it almost felt like as they were making the show, they were like, well, this thing that we're doing in this scene is extremely anti-feminist, so in our next scene, we'll way overcorrect <laughs> yeah. and make it unwatchable. <laughs> it kind of gets into the problem you see with shows that want to tackle issues of um, misogyny or uh, homophobia or racism in the past, where it's like, we know this problem didn't get corrected, so yes. you have to handle it in a small situation where it's like, wow, look how this woman made this uh, old rich white man look like an idiot. This is a victory. Yeah. You're like, I guess, but it's all fake. <laughs> it's a straw, right. straw victory. Yeah, and, and they're like, you have to have these scenarios where 
like there are people who are supposed to be realistic characters but have wildly unlikely views for the time period they're in and the yes. person they are Agreed. where like this this Jake Johnson character is like a, a pornographer and he's always telling feminists to like lighten up and stuff but also it's pretty insane he like lectures the mafia on being less racist <laughs> yeah I'm like excuse me this guy <laughs> yeah he de- the show definitely wants to have its cake and eat it too yeah <clears throat> yeah like it seems like this should be a um who's that guy who does eastbound and down oh, oh danny yeah. mcbride That's yeah him. it feels like this should be like a danny mcbride comedy about the worst person in the world mm-hmm. and instead they're trying to make you like this uh this mm-hmm. the publisher guy <laughs> but like he still sucks in so many ways i don't know yeah I- I'm not sure. I will probably... I watched the whole first season. I will probably watch the second season um, when it comes out just to see where things go, but, like... Yeah, same. It's it's not my favorite. Uh, like, the... As often happens on HBO shows, the best characters are the non-central characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, the photographer, the woman who is the, uh, like, scene coordinator who used to be in porn... Who used to be like a centerfold is very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 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 woman who's like the secretary at the magazine is extremely good. Uh, I, I hope that they lean into those characters because they are way more interesting than either of the main leads. I think. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, it just doesn't seem to have much of a viewpoint. Like, I don't understand the point being made with any of the characters when I really think about it. Yeah. Yes, and so, to wildly overcorrect from that, I watched a show that has an amazingly good and prevalent viewpoint, which is uh, Lovecraft Country. Okay. Mm, How'd you like it? Jeff, you watched one episode, correct? Yes, I watched the first episode and then forgot it existed because it wasn't immediately in front of me. Yes, and Louisa, you would never watch it because you would be tortured by the images that you see for the rest of your life. Much like uh, a character in a Lovecraft novel. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, Yes, I'm enjoying it because it is unapologetically... um, has a point of view and one that I agree with where like it's set in the sixties uh, and almost all of the, the characters are people of color. <clears throat> and like, there are, I would say most episodes, if I had to boil down the point of view of the series, it's that black people are better capable of dealing with the horrors of a world where Cthulhu like uh, Lovecraft monsters exist because they already have to deal with racism, which is, like, white people are worse than any monster. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I that makes sense to me. There's an episode where a woman, <clears throat> a black woman, uh, takes a magic potion to become a white woman, and then realizes that the problem isn't that she wants to be white, it's that she wants to kill all white people, and she's still the hero of the show, and I'm like, yes, you're doing it right. <laughs> this is the way it should be. That's good. <clears throat> so, yeah, I'm actually really enjoying it. Um, it is the gr- goriest show I've ever watched in my life. It's shocking. Like, even in the modern day where people will do whatever, it is stunningly gross. <laughs> yeah, um, I... I 
am enjoying more and more the uh, perfect lead-in you're giving me to talk about the shows I watched. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, I guess all I'll say then is, A, uh, everyone in Hollywood, please stop depicting nerdy men as being incredibly ripped and handsome, because that's creating an unrealistic expectation. <laughs> Uh, the main character in uh, Lovecraft Country, he is like uh, a nerdy pulp novel reading uh, Dorcas, and then he takes off his shirt, and it's the most horrifically ripped human body I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I remember some good posts about that back when Chuck was on the air, where some people were like, hey, Hollywood, like, uh, well, hey, nerds, how, do, how does it feel to be on the other end of this? Because forever, women have been quote-unquote fat on TV for being like a size 8 instead of a size 2 and now yep. here's a uh, nerd who never goes outside and it's fucking Zachary Levi who's like 6'5 and <laughs> fully ripped at all times <laughs> yes yeah. well the guy in Lovecraft Country makes Zachary Levi look like a realistic depiction of a nerd <laughs> because it's fucking insane it's, he's uh, like it's Jonathan Majors right <clears throat> I don't know the actor's name uh, um, that guy from Loki from Loki? Jonathan Majors? <laughs> what? Who Who in Loki? Uh, he was that, the guy at the end. <laughs> oh, oh, no, oh, I don't, oh, that guy? Is that him? If it's him, he fucking worked out like crazy in the meantime. Well, he made Lovecraft Country long before he made Loki, I think. Uh, well, I don't know what he, to say then, but he's like, he's, yeah, it is Jonathan Majors, you're huh, right. Interesting. Ah, fun. <clears throat> I do not know. All I know is he is more muscular than any of Hemsworth I've ever seen in this show. <laughs> Alright. Uh, good for um, him. Good for him. There are many scenes where he will beat up like 11 cops with guns pointed at him, and I'm like, yes, he could do that. <laughs> I believe this. Uh, oh, um, anyway. It looks like he's gonna fight Creed in the next Creed. Maybe that's... Ooh. We'll finally get to see him be jacked the whole time in a movie or show <laughs> um but anyway so that is very weird that they keep on being like he's such a like a shy boy like oh he spends all of his time reading these old you know uh, uh like journey to the center of the earth or whatever and like is he doing push-ups while he's reading <laughs> because that's the only thing that makes sense here probably there's nothing else to do it's the 60s yeah i guess that's true <laughs> Um, Unlike the 70s where we had dick bags. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, So, I highly recommend it. Uh, It's rare to see a show that isn't afraid to present the horrors of racism from the point of view of people of color. Um, So I really like it, but it is the grossest show you'll ever watch. So be aware that that's going to happen to you. (laughs) Okay. To you. It's, yep. it's an affliction. Uh, Jeff, Jeff, what shows did you watch that lead, that I led into perfectly? Uh, well, I watched two television shows that started uh, since we last recorded. Well, mm-hmm. I didn't talk about Obi-Wan Kenobi on the last episode, did I? No. I don't remember. Okay, good. Uh, but just yesterday, uh, as we record this on Saturday, June 4th, uh, the third season of The Boys launched its first three oh, episodes. Yes. That's the one about um, superheroes? Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, fascist Superman. If Superman mm. was a fascist, that's the show. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and it is... it. Maybe I'm just remembering poorly. 
but it feels like it got way gorier. Um, I'm gonna... It was already pretty gory. Yeah. I just watched the first two seasons, and uh, <laughs> there were some things where I was like, oh, really? Like, when he uses his laser vision to melt that woman's chest off is very upsetting. Yeah. Uh, this in, like, before the title splash in the first episode, we're seeing, like, some superheroes doing their, you know, cocaine orgies that they like to do, that is a demonstration of the fact that they have unchecked power in this story world. Yes. Um, and one of them is, like, an atom type shrinking hero, mm-hmm. um, and he, uh, is, he shrinks down to climb inside the dick hole of his lover. And okay. so we see this guy, I guess, in front of a green screen with a, uh, C- like a CGI dick hole that he then climbs into. And, hmm. Uh, <laughs> this is such a wild way to be describing this scene, Jeff. I'm assuming you mean that you're describing the process by which the people made this show and not that there's a green screen in the program. Yeah, 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 no, it's just... It's, you never... It's You could just tell us what happens. We could assume that it was done with special effects and not literally he's right. climbing into someone's dick hole. It's just... It's such a jarring image to see like, the head of a penis filling the entire screen of my television with a little <laughs> tiny man in front of it walking towards it. <laughs> and so it, it, it's a it's a bit difficult to describe in that way. Uh, <laughs> and uh, then he gets, he gets up in the penis hole and uh, sneezes and grows back to full size and explodes his, his lover in half. Um... No, no. That's not how that would happen. You would none just blow up his dick. None of it's you how it would happen. You blow up his whole body. You fall out the, the front part. None of it's how it would happen, Matt. <laughs> uh, I, I presume because he's the one of the instructions he was receiving was like, "All right, get to the prostate." Uh, is that he was like. He had passed the... He was receiving instructions from whom? From the man whose dickhole he was in. How do you get... What's your inside a dick? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good question. Hmm. I mean, I I guess he could. If you're tiny, sure. How do you You hear what a person is telling you to do once you're inside their dick? I mean, can you prove that you wouldn't be able to hear it? I don't know. Is this that like that like bone conduction thing that they do with where you put a walkie-talkie on your your like skull bone or whatever? Yeah, except it's on your dick bone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so that's what the show is about. Okay, thanks. <laughs> yeah, it sounds a lot like mix actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's that's not even the only like I watched the first two episodes and it was not even the only uh person whose body fully exploded on screen in in a way that mm. was uh CGI'd very like gruesomely. Yeah, I'm starting to get I'm starting to get over that. <laughs> like I, yeah, I feel like every not a show fan. now has has at least one person's body exploded to a like a water balloon of blood at some point. It's like it's different when it's a comic book. 
Yes. Like, this was a comic book, so it makes sense that it would be, like, different. different. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but, like, when you're making it into the TV show, I guess if you want to capture the same shocking vibe, you have to shock people in a different way, since they're kind of used to seeing, like, gory movies. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I, I like it. Um, uh, I'm excited to see where the story goes. I think I overall like the TV show better than the comic. I feel like in the same way that I was just talking about how the charmingness of Jack Johnson or whatever that guy's name was. He's so sorry. charming, you don't remember his name. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. The, J- the Jake Johnson, girl. yes. Yes. Uh, carries the um, the show Minx, Minx a little bit. I feel like Carl Urban's charm really makes it that you can watch the boys without just hating it. Yeah. He's very charming, even though he's terrible. I want Carl Urban to be the only guy who gets to be in action movies. He's so cool and good when he gets to play an an action cool guy, and I like it. (laughs) I still, every time I watch him being extremely cool and good at action, I think about the fact that he was introduced to me, an idiot, as Bones from Star Trek, and I'm like, fuck this. I (laughs) can't believe he played... Like, anxiety-ridden nerd Dr. Bones. And he was good at it, too. He That's the funniest good, part. <laughs> he should have been fucking Captain Kirk. Are you kidding me? Yeah, obviously. Wasn't he technically introduced in Lord of the Rings? He's a guy who's like, I don't think we should go on this journey. I said introduced to me, an oh, idiot. Okay. I have not okay. watched Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I saw him in Lord of the Rings. I don't think I clocked that it was Carl Urban because I was a child when those movies came out and mm-hmm. he I was very crazy yeah. put away such childish things i put away ch- all childish memories of my childhood <laughs> yeah. uh i saw all three lord of the rings movies in theaters i don't know anything that happened in them that isn't in the memes <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i got i received the blu-ray box set of lord of the rings as a gift maybe five years ago and i still have not gotten around to watching them they're so long yeah uh we're only saying all of this as a personal attack on one of our (laughs) listeners specifically (laughs) yeah Uh, it's true but yeah i i have been enjoying carl urban in the boys i think uh who's that dennis quaid's kid is pretty good there too Uh, oh is that is he the the dorcas yeah jack quaid Mm -hmm. um i like that Simon Pegg gets to play his dad because this thing was in pre-production for so long that Simon Pegg couldn't play Huey. Uh, <laughs> Huey was based, the comic version was based on Simon Pegg's uh, uh, likeness. Oh, that's funny. Um, he does a good job as the dad, I think, like, that that role could be too milk toast if it wasn't done right, but the dad he he manages to pull it off in a way that the dad doesn't seem like a caricature. Yeah, and his American accent has gotten so much better since yes, his definitely. two lines in Band of Brothers, and I don't know if he's done an American accent <laughs> anywhere else. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I've been enjoying that. There's also that Obi-Wan Kenobi TV show, which, you know, you already know before you watch it if you're going to like it or not, because it's a yep. Star War, and you either like it or no. Yeah, you... <laughs> I... I was stunned to find out this week that that show has Ewan McGregor in it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why were you stunned to find that out? I haven't seen any 
images of it at all. I kept hearing about they're going to make this, uh, like, uh, not not prequel, not sequel, what do you call it? But it's, like, between stuff. Of Interquill? I guess so. They're filling they're gonna in all the this. blanks that don't need filling in. And I'm yes. like, well, they're not going to get Alec Guinness, obviously, and they're not going to get Ewan McGregor, obviously, so I don't even know who's going to be playing him. And then I find well, out. Well, Alec Guinness Ewan is Mc- dead. Yeah, so Ewan McGregor yeah, has also been dead for 20 years. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> they have his CGI rights. <laughs> they bought them at the time of the first movie. You, your audio dropped out for most of what you oh, just no. said, but I'm assuming it was a great joke, so our audience <laughs> yeah. will hear it and love it. <laughs> and they'll be laughing and laughing just okay. out of frame. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I like you and McGregor. I'll, I'll watch him do just about anything. I oh, really, well, I like you, Jeff. I don't really know McGregor, but. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now I only like McGregor, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I I really liked that season of Fargo where he plays two guys. That's fun. Uh, you know, it's it's crazy to me that you and McGregor went to TV from film. <laughs> yeah, he could still be a movie star, right? People do that now, though. It's strange. That was. That was another really weird thing. Actually, sorry to go back to the boys for just a second. There <laughs> is a, like, maybe 60-second cameo tops in the first episode of season three. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it Ben Affleck as Batman? <laughs> no, it is a movie. It is a, essentially a the, like, fake movie adaptation of the events of season two. Mm-hmm. Um, and the actress playing the actress playing Stormfront okay is Charlize Theron hmm okay whose previous only t- whose pre like most recent TV credit before that was one episode of The Orville in 2017 oh no <laughs> And well, then she was also on Arrested Development, as previously mentioned. Five episodes years ago. Yeah, yeah, five episodes in 2005. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's it for TV for her. <laughs> Those three credits and a voice on Robot Chicken once in 2006. But has she been doing any movies lately? It feels like she hasn't done anything in a long time. Well, she's uh, in that Fast and Furious that comes out next year and the one that came out hmm. last year. She's in those movies? Yeah, she's one of the bad guys named Cypher. <laughs> That's uh, gonna be the Katamari Damacy of movies. It's just gonna roll up every celebrity into it eventually. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, makes sense. She just had a, a post-credits cameo in that other one. Oh, that's right! She had that crazy eye makeup. Yeah. Uh, Bombshell was 2019, The Old Guard was 2020, she voices Morticia in those animated Adams families. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's been doing a lot of stuff. I was gonna say, I thought maybe she just, like, hadn't been working in a while, and then they were like, well, we need someone to play a famous actress on our show, but they are also playing a racist genocidal maniac yeah so we need to hire somebody who's willing to do that and since charlie's there and needed the work but apparently she doesn't so i don't know why i am willing to bet that it's because seth rogan produces the show and they were in a movie together so they're probably friends now mm-hmm. they starred in a movie together like as romantic interest for she wasn't the one that ago. got knocked up right no <laughs> it was a movie called long shot <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't know this. Is it about that X-Man who has luck, luck-based powers? Yeah, yeah, they think he doesn't have any powers, so they send him to Mojo World. Uh, yep, 
and then he wins. <laughs> it's the the uh, secretary of state who is running for president uh, meets up with like someone she went had a like crush on in high school, and they start dating, and he's just like some kind of schlubby weirdo loser. Hmm. Nah. No thanks. Uh, right. Love how every Seth Rogen movie, the hero is a schlubby loser. I mean, he's an unemployed journalist, so yep. I don't know. Uh, I haven't seen the movie, but it stars, it stars boys to men as themselves, according to the Wikipedia article. Huh, that's very Yeah, weird. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, strange. Uh, anyway, Louisa, what'd you do this week? All right, speaking of HBO shows... Okay, here we People go. we've already mentioned, and Dong, so I've been watching the first yes. season of The Righteous Gemstones. Have either of you okay, watched this there show? there we go. Danny McBride. Mm. Yes. Whose dick is um, this? Yes, I have watched most of the first season. Is there only one season? No, there's two now. There's two now. Okay, I watched most of the first season of it. Mm-hmm. It's sad to see how old John Goodman is now. <laughs> yeah. Yes, but it, it's nice to see him in pretty good health. I think he he is now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I like yeah, it. But it. Feels John Badman to see him <laughs> look so old. Uh, I like the show. Yeah, uh, you asked who? <laughs> Jeff asked whose dicks are in it. So many dicks. I yeah, cannot even tell everyone. you how many characters. Yes, Walton Goggins mostly. <laughs> yeah, that's he seems like a guy who would like sign up specifically because he could get his dick out. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, again, I, I watched the most of the first season when it first came out, and, like, you do see a lot of dicks, but I don't know, there, like, there are four or five episodes with Walton Goggins before he puts on pants. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know what good. you're talking about, because you don't see his dick, I don't think. His. You see everyone don't else's. You, don't you? Don't you first meet him when he's sitting in a bathtub in a field? Oh, you see his ass. Yeah, I don't think like, you see him from the front in that one. I thought you saw his dick. Okay, well, I just remember the level of gogging, Goggins' nudity was shocking to <laughs> the, me. The I, level yeah, of fair. gogging that you did. <laughs> yes, That's the amount of gogging it. per shot. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. Left, it left you a Goggins. <laughs> yep. Anyway, it's a pretty funny show. Uh, I think you have to like the dark humor where people are, like, terrible to each other and might commit some murders, that sort of humor. If you're okay with that, it's a good show. I enjoy it. Yeah, I, I, generally I enjoy that kind of humor, but I had to stop watching it because it was too close to things that were actively happening in the news at the time. And like that's fair, yeah. I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes I can't watch a comedy that is laughing at something that is actually very serious and bad that's happening in the world. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I get. I. That's part of. It's very tangentially sort of like the reason I can't watch. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. and that's yeah, fair. That's a tough Especially... hang when you're not in the mood for that. Sorry. It's, no, it's especially true of the Righteous Gemstones that they are all bad people who are very financially successful and, like, that continues to be the way they live their life, so they don't get punished, really, in that way. So you have to be willing to be okay with that in a show, I guess. Mm, Which yeah. is tough. And I'm not. I think that might be removed enough that I could watch it. Like, I didn't... <laughs> 
uh, I didn't grow up near bad rich people. I grew up near Philadelphia, so <laughs> yeah. I can't watch It's Always Sunny for that reason. Uh, something that's weird is, uh, at one point they describe the backstory of the matriarch of the family who has passed away, and her brother, who's played by Walton Goggins, whose name is Baby Billy, because <clears throat> the two of them were um, childhood music sensations in, like, Christian... Uh, uh, Christian music? Yeah. Hmm. Does that make sense? <laughs> I'm like, is there a term for yes. this? I don't know if there is. Okay. They're like, they're like Donnie and Marie Osmond, kind yes. of. Yes. Oh, yeah. And so they had this double act, and they have a famous song, and it's played in one of the episodes. We see them perform it as adults in a flashback, and you can find both those versions on Spotify, and this is the fucking ah. catchiest song <laughs> you will ever yes. hear, and it is still in my head. <laughs> it's been in my head ever since I heard it. <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> it works. You have to join a religion now. <laughs> I don't know which one, but yeah, got to pick one of the major ones, probably. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, anyway, so yeah, if you, if you don't mind shows about people who are horrible to each other uh, succeeding, then it's good. I enjoy it. It's funny. I'm probably gonna watch season two start tomorrow. <laughs> I definitely know which of the religions you shouldn't join based on your love of that song. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Anyway. <laughs> Wait, what about that I song? I don't know what's happening. It <laughs> yeah. Anti a certain religion. Uh the fact that it's like by fictional characters who are hardcore Christians. Well, yes, that I suppose so. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's because it's for kids, it's the most uh pleasant type of thing where it's like we were bad kids. We were, the song's called Misbehaving. We were bad, but then Jesus taught us that we should be good. Like that's it. Oh, I see. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, like, pretty, uh... But it's very catchy. Good. It's good to watch. Yes. It's, like, the kind of thing that you enjoy until you try to think about it for any amount of time. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, I... It's, like, it's exactly like all of the music in A Mighty Wind. Yes! I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> A Mighty Wind is maybe the best... Of those, like, mockumentary movies. Uh, besides Spinal Tap, obviously. Yeah, I think so. Ooh, they that really is, hit their stride when they talk about music. It's not high praise to me. <laughs> uh, I mean, if you like folk music at all, I think you would enjoy Mighty Wind. But I don't think that's you, Jeff. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I I have, in general, not enjoyed uh, the the Christopher, Christopher Guest movies. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I don't know, maybe I also like other, other mockumentary stuff I've disliked. Like I did, I did not ever get into the office. Like I hated yeah. watching it. Uh, but I <laughs> well, don't know I will if, say, uh, if my opinion might've changed on those Christopher Guest ones. If you want to try a Christopher Guest movie, try again. I think that Mighty Wind might be the one to do. It's the most yeah. restrained performance by Catherine O'Hara and Eugene Levy. And usually when I get turned off to a Christopher Guest movie, it's because those two can be a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's my favorite of the Christopher Guest mockumentaries. Yep. Um, so what do we do on the show? On oh. It's weird that they're on Shit's Creek together. I don't know why I didn't put that together until right now, that they did all uh, those yeah. movies and then Shit's Creek. I think they're just very mm-hmm. good improv partners. Yeah, they do a pretty good job on Shit's Creek, but I think part of that is because, like... They are supposed to be kind of insufferable. Yeah. yeah. 
I that's another that's a show where I'm like, oh, this is funny when it's on at someone else's house, and I've never intentionally watched it. <laughs> yeah, I, it's another one where I watched maybe half a season, and I was like, mm, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> like is this? I don't think this is ever going to change, so I don't know why I would need to keep watching. It, yeah, it's it's one of those like, hmm, good for them, kind of. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. But so what do we do, what on, the do show? on the show? <gasps> well. We uh, go to the WikiHow suggested articles page and enter a random word so we can see a list of topics that people have asked for uh, explanations of how to do them. And then we answer those questions here on the podcast. And today, the random word we got was order. Nice. Mm. Yep. The opposite of entropy. <laughs> yep. I... I like these, and the one that jumped right out to me is how to order eggs and how to order fried eggs. Mm, mm-hmm. You have to say over easy in a diner or they laugh at you, right? You don't just say fried eggs. But over easy isn't the same as, as fried eggs. So you want sunny side up if it's fried eggs, right? Well, over no, easy is... I don't the... want either of those. <laughs> no, no, listen. <laughs> Jeff wants over easy, because what that means is you flip the fried egg I over don't. when it's halfway done, and it cooks the yolk, and Jeff likes that. But if you want it over sunny side up, easy has it'll a stay runny, runny yolk. It doesn't have to. I order. I discovered that I have to order mine over hard, which mm. is uh, sounds insane, and so I hate doing it because <laughs> I want... sounds. It sounds like a movie starring The Rock. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but I want the eggs cooked until dead. Okay. Uh, no, I want I want them and cooked. delivered by Jason Statham. Exact. Cooked until dead is another movie starring The Rock and Jason yeah. Statham. <laughs> oh, uh, Jason I, Statham is a short order cook. Yes, of course. Oh my oh, God, I would yes, watch this. Absolutely, he's undercover. No, no, no. Even better, he's a short order cook who, like, wait, we have to figure this out. Gets like injected with nanobots that makes him incredibly good at fighting. <laughs> Oh no, because he's not an actor who's good at fighting. Mm-hmm. So I I feel like the character can't be good at fighting. Okay, wait, let's flip this. Okay, he's he's a person who's incredibly good at fighting who gets injected with nanobots that make him an ex- excellent chef. He gets knock. He gets bonked on the head and forgets all of his skills and has to just yes. become a chef. <clears throat> yep, he he is muscular enough to fight, but he doesn't know how. <laughs> Uh, was this that what summer, this... Jason Statham is bad at fighting. What is the movie called again? Was that what the uh, tuxedo was death. about? That was what was the what what was about? Was that what the tuxedo was about? He's able to oh, fight, yeah. but he can't do it. He's no good at it. No, no, no. The tuxedo is a robot mech suit yeah. that Jackie Chan puts on. Yes, he's no they're... good at fighting, but the suit knows what to do. That's not what we're talking about at all. That's not even the thing that you just suggested the tuxedo I might you, be about. Listen, <laughs> that's true. I thought you were saying that in the Short Order Cook movie, which I forget what we've called, and Jeff just called it Cooked Until Dead. Cooked Until Dead, yes. <laughs> I thought you were saying in that movie that he was ejected with the nanobots so they knew how to fight, but his body, he didn't know how. Yes, because oh, then Jeff suggested that instead he was bonked on the head, and so he's got uh. the body to fight, but he doesn't have the like skills to fight. Yeah, okay. he's a real Goku. <laughs> yep, uh, or Iron Giant. They're the same guy. Sure. Yep. 
so yes, I agree. Just... Statham be a good Goku in a Dragon Ball Z live action movie? Let's talk about that. I know he'd be a real good Iron Giant. He's got the head for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it man, Vin Diesel would have to be pissed to have missed out on that role, though. <laughs> oh my god, especially to Jason Statham, the bad guy from one of his movies. I know. <laughs> Is he the bad guy? I think he's the bad guy. I think they become friends mm. later. I think Judy Dench is the bad guy. Are we talking about Perfect Dark or whatever? <laughs> uh, Wait, wasn't she the bad guy in Chronicles of Riddick, too? Oh, Xbox. fuck, you're right, yes. Pitch Black is the one. Mm. What? No. Wow, you broke up so bad there, Louisa. I said, wasn't she the bad guy in Chronicles of Riddick Uh-oh. as well? Louisa, dro- Louisa dropped her whole computer in a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> can you hear me at all? Uh, we can hear the last three syllables of every sentence you say. Oh, boy. <laughs> so f- fill every sentence in a- with a lot of not important syllables, <laughs> and then just the last three are the ones that need to be Get it all out of there. Okay, the so speaking of Judy Dench, is it true that Judy Dench was the bad guy in the movie Chronicles of Riddick? Because I think that's how I remember it. <laughs> I think she's the good guy. I didn't okay. see Chronicles of Riddick is or Riddick Pitch Black. Is Riddick the bad guy? I've not seen any oh, of these no. movies, I say. <laughs> I... I know that Judy Dench is an elemental, which is insane oh, okay. that I had to say that. Oh. Yeah, so she has like a leg iron, like a ball and chain, but it's like floating for some reason because it's cool in yeah, sci-fi. I remember. She's like the wind. She's She is the wind. Is there mm, an 80s she's song like the called wind. She's Like the Wind? Yes. <laughs> Sung Has by anyone... one Patrick Swayze. Thank you. Oh, yes. A, Jeff, please put that song at the end of the episode. Thank you, Jeff. Okay. Sure thing. B, no problem. has anyone done a YouTube video edit where they edit in all the clips from Judy Dench from uh, <laughs> Perfect Dark as a wind elemental? Not, to the it's song. again, She's Perfect like Dark the is the GoldenEye one. Well, who gives a shit, Jeff? <laughs> and 64 game <laughs> There's Xbox There's no way series. anyone cares. <laughs> We're gonna get tweets. <laughs> yeah good stuff i care matt it's about the integrity (laughs) of a lifelong gamer i like that the chronicles of riddick i I, again i have not seen any of them so this is just me pulling this out of my ass but it feels like a dungeons and dragons game where everyone has made pretty complicated and interesting character backstories and then the one person vin diesel is an asshole who sits down at your table and is just like, I don't have any character backstory, but all of my stats are 20. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, w- I assume Riddick has some kind of backstory. I think he can't see in the normal sunlight because he grew up underground. He does wear those Hot Topic goggles. So. Yeah. I think that's why the first one is called Pitch Black. Because he's he has to, but I don't he know. and Anna Kendrick have to win a a cappella singing competition. <laughs> That's right. Oh, what song Christ. do they sing? Rebel Wilson was... keeps slipping on banana peels. Uh, uh, how do you order extra innings? Can you do that at a baseball stadium? <laughs> Just be like, I didn't get my full. Like I still got most of my beer left, guys. <laughs> I'm I thinking, love that like concept. at a restaurant. Like, uh, yeah, I'll get a dish the some run burger and some baseball-themed restaurant. Mmm, okay. Uh-huh. Is there a baseball-themed restaurant? There is now. Should there be is that a what baseball-themed is? restaurant? <laughs> Not only should uh-huh. there be, it's a crime that there isn't yet. Mm. What would we call our baseball restaurant? Is that what Buffalo Wild Wings is? 
Now, baseball's always playing in Buffalo Wild Wings when I go in there. That's true, but wings are a bad baseball stadium food. That's true. Yeah, you have to have your hands free and clean to catch any foul balls. Okay, so we're saying that this baseball-themed restaurant only serves peanuts and Cracker Jack, and that's it. Mmm. Mmm. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't like this restaurant <laughs> concept anymore. Uh, we need hold to have on, corn dogs. Baseball words. Baseball no, but words. You, that's not what you get at the ballpark, Louisa. <laughs> uh, the dugout. That's going to be the name of our. <laughs> I don't like that. No, there's yeah, a million places like called a, the dugout. I'm sure of it. That sounds like the bar they hang out on Friends or Wait, something. Is Denny's a baseball themed restaurant? <laughs> The Grand they Slam! Saw the Grand Slam. Oh, they have the Grand Slam, and of course everyone knows that the uh, the the room that they go into to change into their baseball uniforms is called the Den, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, because baseball has all of that weird, like, bear theming, where every, they all use bear words to describe all Not of many that. people know this, but that's professional baseball is baseball. merely a shoot-off of the Boys, Boy Scouts of America. <laughs> exactly. It, yeah, like, baseball was originally designed as a way to train people how to fight bears. <laughs> if you commit a foul, you go t- into hibernation. Mm-hmm. It's called the bear stuff. <laughs> That's yeah, the baseball the is actually the bear an, stuff. <laughs> no, a baseball is actually a uh, an elision of the original term, which is bears ball. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's this is actually what the bad news bears was about. As a, <laughs> oh my god, that makes so much sense. <laughs> And that's why the Chicago Cubs can never win, because they're not fully grown bears yet. Exactly. Once they become the Chicago Bears, which Mm -hmm. is a different sport entirely. (laughs) That's why the Chicago Bears would probably win at baseball. Ooh. (laughs) They've been banned from playing it, though, because they would be too good. (laughs) They would have an unfair advantage. Yes, of course. Uh, I've just discovered that Denny's used to be a chain of donut shops called Danny's Donuts. Hmm. And they t- changed it to Denny's. Like, what? How does. It wasn't Wait. even founded by a guy named Dan. Wait, well, then why was it called Denny's Dennis? Donuts? No! <laughs> it was founded by Harold Butler and Richard Jezik, who opened no. Danny's Donuts. Wow, they sound like a couple of real assholes. <laughs> I know literally nothing about these men, but they must be the worst. Yeah, they didn't. They were they were worried about competing with a, uh, another company that just discovered called Coffee Dan's. So they changed uh, it from Danny's Coffee to Denny's Coffee. But why did they get? Where did they get Danny's Coffee to begin with? I don't know. I guess they just picked a name. They really That's love how restaurants Dennis work Hebert. sometimes. Dennis isn't Danny. <laughs> it could be. No, it is Denny though. It's Danny now, but it started Danny, and I want to know how Danny came into the conversation. That's my okay. question. Yeah, why Why was it called that? Maybe it's, they were uh, fans of Lethal for Weapon? What? Oh. What? <laughs> I said it's short for Dan Nuts. Like, you know. What? Like donuts is Dan Nuts somehow. Yeah. yeah oh, I see. I see. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. God, that was... Thank Jeff! I'm the one who... I was the fucking Rosetta Stone. I know, I was, thanking, I was thanking Jeff ironically, because it took him a million years oh. to get the tiniest little uh, uh, ironic uh, pun. Well, all I'm saying is that I think that I also deserve some ironic things. Okay, I'll get you a bag of Dan Nuts? What do we call them now? 
Does Denny's even bear, sell donuts anymore? Bear nuts? I think we landed on bear nuts. Oh, okay, our restaurant, bear nuts. Our baseball-themed donut restaurant, bear nuts. <laughs> oh, people are going to be so confused. <laughs> Do you sell bear claws? No, we don't. I don't no, know what's don't. happening anymore. <laughs> what? Fuck you, get out of here. <laughs> listen, listen. Keep this on the down low so my manager doesn't hear you. We do sell bear claws. You have to call the baseball mitts. <laughs> you have to call them bear's ball mitts. It's very confusing. Oh my god. I hate this show so much. Oh my god, what are we doing? Are they selling what are we it? doing with our lives? Uh, no, you can't ask that. No, this is the Cthulhu book. You can't open it. <laughs> A cake batter donut? Some cakes? Yes! This is good. It's very good. (laughs) We're quitting the podcast to start this restaurant. (laughs) Bear nuts is such a long walk for a joke. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Oh my god. Uh, Angel food cake in the outfield. No, you lost Mm. it. How to order tips. Again, oh, right. That's not something you can do. Like, you can't. if somebody comes up to you at your place of business and they're like, hi, I'd like to order a coffee. You yeah. can't be like, great, I'd like to order $5 in my tip jar, please. What, what if it's well, how to order I mean, steak you tips? You order, like, yeah, steak tips. What if it's the the French tips that you get on your fingernails? That's that something you could order. Yeah. yeah. I guess that would be confusing. I've never gotten a manicure, and I think part of why is because I'm afraid that when I go in, I wouldn't know how to say what I want them to do to me. <laughs> well, describing it as something that they would do to you, I think is a... Throw that right yeah, out. I'm not going to yeah. be doing anything, Jeff. Hi, can you help me out? Yeah. I don't know what to order for what I want you to do to me. Can you help me with that? Yeah. <laughs> Hi, can you do stuff to me? Here's money. Hey, I know you guys, you do the like uh, the crimes to people's hands. I want to be a victim of that. <laughs> How do you say it when you mean I want you to your job on my hand? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, the joke writes itself in your mind, well, dear listener. Uh, anyway, tip could mean lots of things. Mm. It's true. Well, just those three, really. Mm, true. French tip, the money that you leave a waiter, or steak tips. Yep. How do you order uh, UFC sixty nine? Blah, 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 blah. I don't know what UFC yeah. <laughs> is. That a sex position? This is a genuine question. What would yeah, UFC you stand put for? your face near each other's genitals and start punching. Uh, it's still Ultimate <laughs> Fighting Championship, Louisa. Oh, okay. yeah, obviously. And you start punching. Well, Jeff. it's not fighting anymore. <laughs> God. I'm too on second time to know what's happening today. <laughs> uh, uh, how to order webkins online. What are webkins? Explain. Is that a toy? 
I don't know. I think it might be some manner of toy that you scan into an iPhone app. That surely like an amiibo? Just, like, yeah, yeah sure, it's amiibos for just babies. Amazon that shit, right? Probably, mm-hmm. but they were at one point extreme, like, Beanie Babies level popular, but like, because culture is so segmented now, it, like, you don't hear about stuff that gets that popular on the news anymore. You hear about it on, like, YouTube, which you only get recommended if you're a parent or child. Mm, okay. Yeah, I I often think about a joke from a Terry Pratchett novel, one of my favorites, called Thief of Time, where there's a character who is, like, extremely obsessed with clocks, and he is aware that he's obsessed with clocks, but when he tries to read a book, he immediately puts it down and is like, I don't understand what's happening. It's like they're trying not to talk about clocks in this book. <laughs> like... <laughs> I feel like every section is thinks that the things that they know, everyone knows, but actually in society, like, I bet 99% of people that you talk to would have no idea what the fuck a Webkins is, even though it's your whole world. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, these things are kind of unremarkable looking. They're just, like, little, extremely generic cartoon animals. They don't even have fun names. Kids I often wonder how how one of these rises above the the path yeah. to become popular because there's so many and one of them will cost you know seventy dollars per thing online and the other ones are like 25 cents and they seem indistinguishable to me i think that it is a matter of marketing um <laughs> and like they get a bunch of venture capital and they can spend it all on marketing and so they can trick people into thinking that it's the goodest and most popular one and so that's the one that they gotta get. Hmm. Um, Are these one of those blind pack things where you have to buy a billion ooh, of them to get the one that you want? That might be part oh, of it. Probably. I'm not sure. I think that that's like all actually, kids' toys I, nowadays. I love how much I love how much that preys on the human like inability to resist a mystery you know mm-hmm. yeah gambling yeah is i uh oh yes that's what i meant to say <laughs> how do you say it when i want a mystery of money done <laughs> to my bank account yeah, what do you what do you, you go to someone and say will you do your job to me on me <laughs> yeah will uh, you do your job on my bank account please yeah can you <laughs> can you bank can you bank drop me? Can you hand me one of those cards and then, based on the value of that card, give or take money from me? <laughs> uh, wait, hold on. We made it fully a casino. Uh, yeah, I, I have no god. I have no goddamn clue what the appeal of Webkins is. I think my mind has just automatically been like, if it's popular and I don't know why. It's a scam for marketing. Uh, mm-hmm. And two children specifically. Yeah. Almost every time I hear about a thing that's like, this thing is completely useless and like, you know, insanely damaging to the economy and the world. The next sentence is always, it's mainly popular on YouTube for children. Yeah. And it's, it's <laughs> like, I think the, the thing that, like really solidified it for me was a few years ago when uh movie pass got bought by the guy who founded netflix and made ten dollars a month and so everybody got movie pass yeah um and they just kept getting investors to be like 
give us your money and we'll put it in a bank account and give everyone a debit card to that bank account that they could buy movie tickets with. And there's no question mark, step two, yeah. profit, step three. <laughs> it's just that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because, like, no company is, like, Netflix isn't profitable. Uber is not profitable. Airbnb isn't profitable. Like, these companies don't make yeah. money. They just have some value attached to them. Well, they're all running I mean, they the same producer scam we were sold. talking about earlier. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> the idea is you want to own a piece of it now so that when it gets sold, you will make more money than you put into it, right? Mm -hmm. Isn't that how money yeah. works? <laughs> yeah, weirdly. Uh, I mean, I I think that it's... We've become complacent with it, but, like, I don't, I don't think it's supposed to work that way. I think you're supposed to have a company and people purchase the goods and services from that company because they want to and the goods and services are inherently of some value and then the revenue from those sales is what keeps the company going yeah we probably talked about this on every episode of this podcast but i always <laughs> think about like when you're trying to buy something like small and dumb you know, for a dollar, you need, for whatever, you're making a Halloween costume and you need a bunch of plastic frogs, let's say. <laughs> yeah, you're Go going on... as Lady Gaga in her Kermit dress. <laughs> yeah, you're going as whatever. You're going as, uh, uh, fairy tale princess or whatever. Covered frogs. in frogs. Yeah, you know, like fairy tales. Um, <laughs> you need a bag of plastic frogs and you go and you're like, okay, I will spend $10 on this bag of plastic frogs. And if you go on, like, Amazon or anywhere, any website, really, there will always be, like, a $1 bag of plastic frogs that are really bad quality. And I'm like, someone in the world is making these. <laughs> and, like, their job, like, someone is rich because they own a factory that makes subpar quality <laughs> plastic frogs. Yeah. How? Like, what is wrong with our economy that making something that no one wants, that no one buys, still somehow can make you rich? Yeah. I don't know. It's a mystery. I, the, I, the question to me is, does it? It seems like it makes you rich for a little while and then makes you killed by the mafia or something. <laughs> I think it's, like, just there is there there are like other companies that need to buy bags full of plastic frogs or whatever just to have as decoration or in the little quarter machines after the checkout or see this and like then if, they never make it to a consumer yeah but that's insane though because there's only so many rainforest cafes in the world, and it's not like this is a growing market. Like, <laughs> it's an actively shrinking market, you're you not... might say. Yeah, there's more yeah. rainforest cafes than there are rainforests. Yeah, is that true? I, don't well, know. I mean, what is, how could you measure that? <laughs> how can you measure the uh, beauty of a rainbow, Matt? Five hundred twenty-five thousand <laughs> six hundred rainforest cafes. <laughs> 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 Well, at least we've become delusional. Yeah. Is that the end of the episode? Yeah, this is the end of it for sure. <laughs> uh, if you like the show, please uh, rate and review us on your podcast. <laughs> Explain or yourself. Your friends What's this? Explain yourself if you like the show. What's wrong <laughs> with you? you? Like this, tell us why we should keep doing it. Get help! <laughs> Pervert. <laughs> 
Uh, but also rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice and tell your friends about the show so we can continue to grow um, so that then your friends can tell us why we should keep doing the show instead of, you know, enjoying our lives. Uh, <laughs> if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at HackTheNetPod, uh, or you can join our Discord to talk to us directly. Uh, you just need to message one of us on Mastodon. I'm at Matt Heron at Mastodon.online. My stuff is all on weaponizedlanguage.com. Sometimes people message me on Discord. That's nice. I am bad about keeping in touch with literally anyone who is not directly in front of my face. So if I am uh, bad about responding on time or with frequency, uh, it's because of that and not because I secretly hate you. It is because he secretly hates you. Uh, yeah, Jeff's it is the real bad boy of the podcast. It's, o- mm-hmm. it's only the secret... He's you. <laughs> it's only the secret hating thing for exactly one person. And I'll <laughs> never say which. Yeah, it's Louisa. Oh no! I didn't mean for my um, audio to lag so bad today. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> don't hate me. <laughs> well, too late. You've earned, no! you've earned Jeff's unending ire. Yeah. <laughs> Is that everything the from Jeff? The white hot fury of unending... Yeah, that's all my stuff. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff is burying himself in the sand. <laughs> I really need to turn the air conditioning back on. I'm going yes. insane. All right, so in here. if you want to talk to me, you can find me on Mastodon at Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. Thank you. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening to the show. Please come back next week. But in the meantime, don't forget that you can fuck up on the internet in so many ways. I don't know if other people are going to be into it. You have to know how to horse. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as soon as yeah, yeah, instantly, immediately, I'm gonna stop recording. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll stop recording yeah. too.